Hello, welcome to Why Not Me. In life, we face many trials and obstacles, many challenges, and in the thick of it, we can be tempted to think, why me? But every obstacle presents an opportunity and every trial can bring triumph. So I want to encourage you to adapt a mindset of, why not me? When, when in the middle of it, when things are tough, look around and think, why not me? It's, it's happening for a purpose. And then when success is at your doorstep and all you have to do is open it, you may find yourself hesitating, questioning, is this for me? Do I deserve this? And I wanna encourage you to adapt a mindset of why not me? Throw the door open wide, shout to the world, why not me? Embrace your success. I'm your coach, Todd Halls. I'm grateful to have you on this journey. Welcome to Why Not Me. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Thank you so much for joining me today. I want to take a moment and just congratulate you for taking the first step towards letting go of self-destructive, self-sabotaging behaviors and moving forward into a happier, more fulfilling life. And during our time together, we'll be exploring what self-sabotage is, why we partake in it, and how to fight back against destructive behaviors and form healthy habits instead. Are you ready? Let's get started. So what is, first of all, let's define it. What is self-sabotaging behavior? Well, uh, behavior is said to be self-sabotaging when it creates problems and interferes with long-standing goals. The most common self-sabotaging behaviors are procrastination, self-medication with drugs or alcohol, comfort eating, and interpersonal conflict. While these acts may seem useful and comforting at the moment, they ultimately undermine us, especially when we engage in them repeatedly. Even if you are aware of your self-sabotaging behaviors, there's no guarantee that that in itself will be enough to disengage from the act. Awareness alone isn't enough. Still, it is possible to overcome almost any form of self-sabotage. And people do it every day. So what do you think? Are you self-sabotaging? Is this something that affects you? Um, I, I, in the <laughs> hundreds of people I've worked with uh, as a coach, I'd say all of us deal with it on some level at some point. Um, but let's just say, let's just do a self-assessment. Can you relate to any of the following? Uh, you tend to focus on what's not working as opposed to what is. You tend to fear the future, worry a lot about the what ifs and what might happen down the road. You feel like you have no value and find it challenging to recall accomplishments. You criticize yourself often and can't accept compliments. You compare yourself to others consistently and then feel bad for not measuring up. You chase away relationships. And if you are in a relationship, you quickly find flaws and faults in the other person. And finally, maybe you feel like you have no purpose in life. For some of us, these behaviors are all too familiar. For others, they might seem to be a bit of a stretch. But even as a bit of a stretch, as I mentioned, I think we all experience some self-sabotaging. Up next, let's talk about some specific actions and symptoms of self-sabotage that lurk a bit further below the surface. <clears throat> so 
there's this umbrella of self-sabotage and underneath that is self-destruction and self-destructive symptoms can arise all the time and are signs that we're trying to self-sabotage. Here are a few examples of these behaviors. Maybe some of these will, will raise a flag in your mind, set off a bell, but um, failing to take action, having a negative, pessimistic, or self-defeating mindset. For example, telling yourself, I'm going to fail. I just know it. Or how about overeating <laughs> or undereating? Or about forced incompetence, portraying yourself as unintelligent or incapable. Statistically, women are more likely to fall into this one than men. How about bullying? If you're going out of your way to harm others, that can be a symptom. Self-harm, self-pity, drug and alcohol abuse. Deliberately alienating yourself from others. Refusing help. Spending too much. Physical neglect. Getting poor sleep. Refusing to exercise. Eating unhealthy foods. Failing to maintain basic hygiene are all signs of this. And what about mental neglect? Refusing or avoiding or failing to confront psychological health issues. Like anxiety, depression, OCD. All these are symptoms and habits of self-destruction. Now, we all go through ups and downs, but if you find yourself returning to patterns of binge drinking or overeating or undereating or self-harm, physical neglect, or any of the other items on the list, you likely find comfort in the harmful actions of self-sabotage. So why, why, why do we do this to ourselves? Oftentimes, it's this feeling, uh, this lack of self-worth. There's a few main reasons why we participate in self-sabotaging behaviors. Perhaps, though, the most of all, uh, or the most all-encompassing, is feeling a lack of self-worth. There are a million little factors that can contribute to our feelings of unworthiness, and it would take a dozen classes to cover them. But the concept of cognitive dissonance can help us understand more cumulatively. Cognitive dissonance refers to the tendency we have to seek consistency among our beliefs and opinions. Every time something doesn't make sense, uh, like when we're hurt or surprised by an action, we feel discomfort. And our brain compensates by creating a new re reality that eliminates the dissonance. So how does this, how does this play out in terms of self-sabotaging behavior? Well, here's an example. Uh, let's say you don't like someone you work with. Uh, but then one day, they run up to get a coffee, and they ask if they can grab you one, too. They're a treat. Now, after experiencing this exchange, you have two options moving forward. First, you can change your opinion of them. You justify your previous opinion of them by thinking something along the lines like, hmm, they must be after something. I don't trust that they would be this generous without an underlying agenda. Once you land on one of these options, your brain sticks to it. Your belief is either altered or strengthened based on what's just occurred. See, our brains just don't like cognitive dissonance. Processing new information makes our brains work harder and throws a wrench in the inner workings of everything. Therefore, our first instinct is to come to a conclusion and move on, even if that means making a judgment that is not factually correct. Here's how cognitive dissonance and self-sabotage may play out 
in your romantic life. Let's say in one of your first romantic relationships, you were lied to, causing your brain to form the notion that romantic feelings are connected with hurt and distrust. As you progress forward through life and partake in various romantic relationships, you might never have truly gotten over this mistrust. Even if your partner has never given you any reason not to trust them, you might start thinking to yourself, I trusted people once and look where that got me, hurt. I'm not falling for this again. Now, like in the pre previous example, your brain kept selecting option two. I don't trust it. So your brain likes it when you fall back into previous patterns because that's less, less cognitive work. It would be uncomfortable to learn new information, process it, and then apply that new knowledge to all of your memories and beliefs. And so it's easier to fall back into old ideas and prejudices. We like the control. It feels better to accept your own failure rather than face the possibility of failure taking you by surprise. At least when you're steering the ship, you know where it's going, even if that means driving it into an iceberg of self-sabotage. Imposter syndrome is another one. The higher you rise up, the further you have to fall. This fear of ultimately falling is another reason that we partake in self-sabotage. Our psyche is rooted in the perception that you're not deserving of the success you gained so far. In return, you might partake in self-sabotaging behavior such as doing the bare minimum, procrastinating, or diverting your attention in order to avoid this fear. Perhaps we find comfort in pain or reward with the way things are going. These are other reasons um, that we might turn to self-sabotaging behaviors, familiarity or boredom. We're creatures of habit, but sometimes this means that we choose consistency over our own happiness or contentment. If we're used to being or feeling overlooked, mistreated, or exploited, it can be strangely reassuring to put ourselves in that position over and over again. Even though we know that these roles make us unhappy, we prefer them to the unknown. We might also turn to self-sabotage because we're bored. Sometimes creating drama or inciting conflict can give us a rush and being in the middle of the chaos can feel comforting. The good news is that self-sabotage follows a predictable pattern so we can change it. But you must pinpoint your pattern. Um, awareness of how it shows up in your life will help you recognize it when it does show up so that you can take action to nip it in the bud as soon as it shows up. <clears throat> the first step in this is to think back to previous times you've self-sabotaged in your life. This is going to take some reflective thinking. It's going to take you being intentional about, about reviewing your life and, and things that happened and recognizing when you self-sabotage and figure out what point you typically begin to indulge in self-sabotaging behaviors and uncover your triggers. For example, so you've had a crush on the barista at your local coffee shop for months and you always chat every time you go in to grab a latte. One day they ask you on a date, but you freeze up and you come up with an excuse to get out of it. What happened? Well, somewhere in that exchange, you were triggered. Perhaps as soon as your romantic interest began showing interest back, your brain didn't understand how to comprehend that new information. 
if your reality up until now dictates that you aren't worthy of love, but suddenly you receive information that contradicts that reality, your brain sends signals to fight against that cognitive dissonance or discomfort of the new and unknown and brings you back to familiar thoughts and patterns. Perhaps this means that you detach and become uninterested, suddenly afraid, knowing that your relationship is moving forward and could ultimately fail. Think of self-sabotage as a misdirected form of self-love. Your brain is moving you towards self-sabotaging behaviors because it thinks that it's protecting you from hurt and danger, when in reality, it's holding you back from your full potential. Fear is an emotion most of us prefer to sweep under the rug instead of working to confront head on. One step you can take to face your inner fears head on is to journal. Next time you realize that you might be partaking in a self-sabotaging behavior, such as procrastinating or delaying or picking fights with loved ones, take a moment to ask yourself, what am I scared of? And why is that scary? Then ask yourself, if that worst case scenario happened, could I handle it? And finally ask yourself, does this fear outweigh my desires? Now, once you've taken these steps and actually taken time to consider the situation head on, the fear inside you loses a little bit of power over your psyche. Oftentimes, that fear is going to lose a lot of power over your psyche. Repeat this activity as needed in order to train your brain to ease out of old thought patterns slowly. Facing and embracing your fears. Confronting our fears means facing discomfort. And sometimes the truth that we uncover can be an ugly one. So let's take a look at a case study about a woman named Olga. She was always in fear of losing her partner, Jack. She told him all the time that she loved him and that she never wanted him to leave her. But at the same time, she kept picking fights and forgetting to keep her promises to him, like picking him up for work. Now, in order to get to the bottom of this bizarre and seemingly contradictory behavior, Olga was prompted, prompted to contemplate the worst case scenario, Jack leaving. Well, she'd never thought about this before because she was afraid to let her mind actually think it through. She was asked, well, what will you do if he leaves? And here's her response. Well, I'd have to learn to live for myself, I guess. I'd have to be independent to be, and then it hit her. I'd be free. See, the fear that she'd been hiding wasn't that Jack secretly wanted to leave her. It was that she wanted to leave Jack. Once Olga came to this realization and took the time to process her thoughts instead of falling back on old habitual fears, she realized that her definition of a perfect wife meant someone who acted as an appendage to her husband, a role that she didn't want to play. Subconsciously, because she didn't want to fulfill this role, she began doing things to sabotage her marriage, thus leading to the fear of its end. Once she realized the root of her fears and how they played themselves out in her actions towards Jack, she was able to move past her stereotypes of marriage and recognize that her role as a wife didn't have to match up with the ideas that she'd had in her mind. She was free, free to forge her own course. So recommit to new healthy goals 
every day. Setting small goals will make you feel more accomplished and in control of your life. This is, this is a particularly helpful way to combat, combat self-sabotaging actions because it fights feelings of low self-worth and keeps you motivated and moving forward in a positive direction. Don't be afraid to make lists. Perhaps take a moment to pick out a, pick out a planner to write down your notes and thoughts. Start with small obligations, such as doing laundry, grocery shopping, or picking up dog food. Costing something off your to-do list is fulfilling in its own weird little way. I promise. If you're thinking about picking out a new planner, I strongly recommend the Full Focus Planner um, by Michael Hyatt. You can go to, I believe it's fullfocus.com. And it does just a beautiful job of giving you space to write out goals, uh, to, to write down your daily big three, the three things each day that are most important to you getting done, and plus create additional uh, to-do lists with rankings of importance, et cetera. So for, for this exercise to start moving past self-sabotage by creating small goals daily, that, that planner is amazing. Full focus planner. Next, stop, assu stop assuming things. Don't fall into the mental trap of harmful assumptions. It's easy to spiral out of control. <clears throat> so it's natural to, to, to try to analyze and assess people and situations to make sense of our surroundings. The danger lies in allowing your imagination to wander too far, leading to the worst case scenario, which causes anxiety, frustration, and here it is again, fear. Furthermore, the assumptions you make about the way people feel about you are often reflections about how you feel about yourself. Think about that. The assumptions you make about the way people feel about you are often reflections about how you feel about yourself. After all, you're getting that harmful material from somewhere, your own self-sabotaging thoughts. If you're feeling ignored, alone, or abused, and your first thought is, they treat me this way because blank, or they must think that I'm what? What you're actually doing is you're projecting your own feelings about yourself. And haven't we all done that from time to time? If this behavior goes unchecked and you don't realize that you're making silly assumptions, you'll actually trick your mind into making false judgments about other people. When you start assuming negative things, you attract negative thoughts. To fix this pattern, try and catch yourself and then distract yourself with something else that you enjoy. And along those lines, do less, better. So keep your days simple, keep them meaningful. Don't let yourself get overwhelmed with the things that aren't a priority to you and don't waste time on your, waste your time on things that don't really matter. Back to that full focus planner I mentioned, Every day, it's got every day on every page for every day, your big three, the three things you must accomplish that day. If you just focused on those three things and got them accomplished every day and didn't really worry about the rest of it, your life would improve dramatically. So create your big three. What, 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 are, the, what are the things that are biggest priority to you that are most important, not necessarily the most urgent, but the most important? Focus on those. And don't waste your time on the things that don't really matter. Learn how to say no. Start getting used to delegating duties to the people around you. Take time for yourself to do the things you enjoy. 
Do you like cooking? Great. Make sure to set up some time aside to make yourself a nice meal at least once a week. Do you enjoy spending time with animals? Carve out an hour to visit or volunteer at the animal shelter this weekend. Doing things that you're passionate about will keep your stress levels down and it's gonna allow you to focus. Focus more on your own goals and motivations. And get an accountability partner. Surround yourself with people who are also doing their best to fight against habits of self-sabotage. If your goal is to start creating more healthy habits, but most of your friends don't have a problem sitting around every night eating takeout, well, find a buddy to go to the gym with. Find somebody that's not doing those things. Find somebody that is, is proactive about creating healthy habits. Then, if and when you do find yourself slipping back into unhealthy habits in the past, you've got somebody in your corner. You've got someone there to go to help, to go for, <clears throat> to go to for help and inspiration instead of falling backwards. Life's going to bring pain all by itself. We don't need to create our own, right? Your responsibility is to create joy. There will always be times when we realize that we need to let go of something painful, be it guilt or a toxic relationship. However, it's never easy to let go of something that we become accustomed to. I, I once heard the, the, the phrase that, uh, and this is related to business, but I've never let go of anything in, the business, in business that didn't have claw marks down both sides. Meaning that we tend to hang, once we become accustomed to things, we tend to hang on to them way too long and fight too hard to keep them. So we get stuck in the middle of two realities, between where we are and where we want to be. Fear of the unknown can hold us back, but we can choose not to let it. One way to solve this problem is to accept more love into your life, which of course can be difficult if you feel that you're unworthy of love. But remember, that if you're always putting yourself into destructing, self-sabotaging situations, you aren't allowing yourself to expand your worth and reach your full potential. Since you can't control the love you receive from other people, the best place to start is with self-love. And here are some ways you can practice self-love. Cook your favorite meal for yourself and don't worry about the calories. Buy yourself some flowers. <laughs> Sing loudly to your favorite song. Treat yourself to a concert, a play, an art museum, or a musical performance. Join a walking group or sign up for a class. Take a hike. Pack your favorite snacks for a picnic in nature. Write down some of your favorite quotes or mantras and post them. <laughs> Plan a potluck with your friends. How about making some art or create a do-it-yourself project? That's just a, a brief list. There, there are many more, but those should get you started. When, you're, when you do something you're proud of, dwell on it a little. Relish the experience. Praise yourself. Praise yourself rather than waiting for others to do it for you. So when you, when, for instance, when you start your to-do list, when you do less better and you cross off those three most important things, go look at the person in the mirror and, and give them a high five, tell them good job, celebrate, celebrate those moments. 
It's not narcissistic. It's an act of self-care. Say you confronted your boss and finally asked for, for that promotion. Give yourself props. That took guts. Being aware of your accomplishments will boost your mood and make you more self-sufficient. If we're waiting for people around us to congratulate us on our self-worth and self-esteem, we've given away a key to our own happiness. Because the thoughts, the opinions, the beliefs of others are outside of our control. We can control our own thoughts, though. Also, listen to your body. One of the best ways we can practice self-care and break up with self-sabotage is to take care of our physical body. If you're constantly tired, try researching some natural sleeping supplements. If you're feeling burnt out, pass on the Red Bull that the office supplies you with, cut out the caffeine after three o'clock, get some sleep, quality sleep. If you're over, overweight, reassess your diet and your physical activity level. If you have chronic pain, look into possible remedies, perhaps yoga or acupuncture puncture, or dietary changes. See, if we ignore our aches and pains, we're not putting ourselves first and we're not showing our bodies the self-respect that, that it deserves. And our mind, our persona, we recognize that. We recognize internally that we're letting ourselves down. Shifting years of negative self-talk to positive self-talk is a lot easier said than done. And it requires you to reprogram your entire mind, but you can do it. And it's imperative that you start focusing on the positives. Even if you think that you're not that critical of yourself, you might be surprised. Most of the time, we're unaware of the unconscious dialogue that goes on in our minds. Here are some tricks you can use to boost positive self-thought. Practice positive affirmation, such as, I deserve to be happy. Everything happens for a reason. I trust my intuition. I am worthy of love. These are all excellent places to start. Repeat these phrases to yourself when you sense yourself spiraling. <clears throat> I deserve to be happy. Everything happens for a reason. I trust my intuition. I am worthy of love. Simply repeat them. Heck, write them down. Write those four things down um, 20 times every morning. I deserve to be happy. Everything happens for a reason. I trust my intuition. I am worthy of love. Also, think of failures as new opportunities. Sometimes things that, things that seem negative at the onset can actually lead to really awesome things. Sit up straight. Slouching is an easy way to make yourself feel crummy, lazy, and lethargic. Sitting up straight will make you feel more useful, awake, and thoughtful. Did you just catch yourself sitting up straighter? <laughs> I did. As soon as I said it, sit up straight, boop, I popped up a little bit. Avoid negative people. If your cubicle neighbor is always complaining, bring in a pair of headphones and listen to some podcasts instead. If you have a friend who always sees the glass half empty, Try spending more time with people who are willing to join you on your journey to a more positive outlook on life. Look at the big picture. You got a parking ticket? That's a bummer. But will it matter in a week, a month, a year? Try not to waste precious mental power on things that are out of your control. And that really won't matter in the long run. 
Learn to forgive yourself for your past actions. Cut yourself a break. When negative thoughts come creeping into your mind, stop them in their tracks and counteract them with positive thoughts. Talk to yourself and defend yourself the way you would protect your friend, parent, or sibling. I've said recently, um, and I heard this from somebody else, but when, when you, you know, we're, we're taught not to interrupt people, right? Not to interrupt others when they're talking, to, uh, to listen twice as much as we talk. Uh, to be respectful of others, what others are saying. And I agree with that in almost every situation. But the one situation I disagree with it is when you hear that little voice inside, that little bit of negativity is telling you you can't, you're not good enough, you don't measure up, uh, you're too old, you're too young, you're too tired, you're too overweight, you're not too skinny, whatever it is. That voice you need to talk, interrupt immediately and talk loudly. Talk, tell with the positive things that we, those four phrases that I just shared. <clears throat> I deserve to be happy. Everything happens for a reason. I trust my intuition. I am worthy of love. Tell the negative guy to sit down because you don't have time for him. If you start spiraling, interrupt the negativity. Now, this might literally mean walking up to a mirror and giving yourself a pep talk. And that's okay. So here, try this. Hey. Stop that. You know that all that negativity isn't helping anyone here and we can't afford to put ourselves down right now because we've got too much going for us. We've been here before and we know that this behavior isn't healthy. It may sound silly, but it's helpful. Sometimes all you need is to hear the right words. And if they're coming out of your own mouth, that's even better. After you tell yourself that, smile and say thank you. And speaking of thank you, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to join me. I really hope you're able to walk away with some insight on your mind, how your on, on your mind works, how it works, as well as some tactics on how to overcome the self-sabotaging behaviors that have a way of presenting themselves every once in a while. I'll leave you with this final thought. Make a conscious effort to be resilient and move forward with your life, no matter what hurdles come your way. You are strong. You are intelligent. You are capable of overcoming the negative thought patterns that your mind has gotten into the habit of building. If you have any further questions, I'd, I'd love to hear from you. Shoot me an email. Uh, you can send an email to Todd at coachtodhalls.com. Or um, if you'd like to connect with me directly, you can go to toddhalls.life, www.toddhalls.life. You can schedule a, a call or uh, sign up for the newsletter. Would love to hear from you. So again, thank you for tuning in. Our time is over. Your work has just begun. Remember, whatever, whatever aspirations you have, whatever huge dreams you have for yourself, you can. I believe in you. Peace to you. Well, thank you so much for listening. For even more on turning trials into triumphs and seeking and embracing success, go to toddhalls.life. That's toddhalls.life. And I look forward to serving you. Until next time, be strong, be bold, be humble, stay healthy, stay hopeful. Peace to you.